Welcome back everybody, this is The Refresh Point, my name is Ben, and as always, I'm joined by my constant co-host, Steve. How's it going? You know what, uh, pretty exhausted. Uh, we got a new puppy at the house, and uh, yeah, that means uh, sleep is down by about 50%. <laughs> but we're here. Yeah, you know, my sleep recently has also been cut down a little bit, not by a puppy, but by Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. <laughs> nice. Is this your first uh, FromSoft game? Yeah. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. I started playing Elden Ring yeah. with you watching. Yeah. Haven't touched it again. Yeah. So now we're back at it uh, with I, Fires of Rubicon. I'm, I, I hear good things. Seems people like it. I also like it. Um, I'm getting a little bit skill checked right now, but you know, as the old saying goes, you just gotta get good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard. Uh, I've heard that that's. Uh, yeah, that's part of those games. So. Yeah. Well, well. There's also the part where you know you can try different builds and. Yeah. You know, and you can even change the builds at the checkpoints. Right. So, like, you can go like part way through a mission get to like the last last boss and be like my build sucks for this let me die and just reconfigure <laughs> and speaking of reconfiguring uh-huh we've been reconfiguring we have been reconfiguring uh because and we have been saying it a bunch but now actually it's time for regionals toronto is tomorrow uh at time of recording uh and so in anticipation steve in particular has been reconfiguring our deck that we've cooked up a little bit in the kitchen and we'll we'll touch back on where that's at right now uh dengeki bunko is robbing all of the actual anime fans in this community for their lives and livelihood uh the canadians with tomorrow's regional will get the first strike at uh, Worlds Qualification, and also a Bone Daddy-less meta. That's true. <laughs> and um, we're just going to have to figure it out since somebody lived through Triple Gura with video evidence, and we will have to send them a shirt. But all that and more, right after you shuffle your decks, tap or cut, and we'll get right into the refresh point with some breaking news. <laughs> so uh a little awkward somebody at a local did live triple gura actually two people did um and uh that was uh that was a little awkward you know we really should have set the standard a little higher like lived triple gura at level three yeah i lived mean triple gura maybe with like with all burn ones but uh, uh, you can look at the clip. I'm gonna put it in the description because I don't really want us to sit here and just like watch him do it for like two minutes of attacking or whatever. But this guy at our local is playing Alice, compressed to God. He's at 2-0. He comes out the other side of triple to three. He didn't even level up. Wow. That's the most insane blocking I've ever seen. I Yeah, dude. He, he I don't was, know what to say. He's compressed to hell and back. Well, also, you got to be extremely lucky because 
Just because you're compressed doesn't mean you'll block. Ask anyone who's played Weiss. Sure, sure, sure. As of uh, time of recording today, the Bone Daddy is out. Eins is here. Sorry, Nazarick, Tomb of the Undead. Yeah, we don't want to get two. we don't want to get sued. <laughs> is released. We've been discussing it heavily, but as we've alluded to, it's not legal tomorrow at Toronto. No. So uh, we will be talking about that in the Spike Corner. But before that, do you hear that, Steve? Oh, I do. It's like a high-pitched noise, but somewhat far away, but approaching rapidly. Yeah, because it's time for whale sighting. We haven't had a good whale sighting in a while, <laughs> and what better time to bring up a whale sighting than the, you know, the the release of the Dengeki Bunko set, <laughs> which has a, oh. <clears throat> a pretty toxic setup, if yeah. we can be honest with ourselves. Yeah, here. yeah. All of this anime, all of these shows and series with, you know, Cly SP climaxes, new SPs, even new Sal cards, GGO cards, and all, all sorts of stuff. How many SPs are in the case? Three. Ooh. How many SPs are in the set? 86. Ah! This might be the worst thing they've ever done in terms of just grabbing the community and oh. just shaking them, just turning them upside down and shaking them down. I yeah, man, like I, I the Yuyutes already dead. Like yeah. oh it, yeah, everything's gone. Everything's gone. <laughs> it's toxic. It's already oh god. Yeah. Like I don't know how many cases. You, for people who don't play the Japanese game, and we don't talk about the Japanese game very much, so you'll have to forgive us for for dallying, but this is too incredible to ignore. The Yuyute opens a three-figure number of cases every single release. This is the largest card dealer in all of Japan in terms of online dealers. And literally anything that's even remotely viable is gone. Yeah, just just gone. gone, just gone. And so we can kind of just talk at a. We're not going to talk about the mechanics at all. It's, it's not relevant. Whales don't care about mechanics. Why should we? <laughs> um, but what we're going to talk about here is Dengeki Bunko has got incredible waifu potential. I'm honestly surprised that there is still Kirito and Asuna signs. Yeah. Although that might just be because they bought them from people. Yeah, also, um, it could be because there's a Kirito on it. You'll note that the Asuna only is uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> twice as much and sold out. <laughs> Not for nothing, but uh, <laughs> these people know what they like. Anyway, uh, um, just at a very high level, the other thing that's kind of kind of kind of going on in this space is um some of these characters were part of old legacy weiss sets and have not received cards for a very 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 long time excel and world got a combo yeah yeah and so um shauna is our Ooh. big winner in terms <laughs> of value uh -huh. we are talking two thousand dollars for one copy of this shauna and um there's one in stock so, if you have $2,000 and you want to rapidly be without it, 
Um, it probably won't be there. Yeah, I mean, even I, I'm gonna say, I, I am actually attempting to edit this episode quickly for once, for once. But also, even then, it might just not be there tomorrow. It's the yeah. I mean, <laughs> what can you even say except like? <laughs> The climax, there's a climax that's with it as well that's $1,200. I can't believe, I didn't even really look at it that much until today. It's intense. It's so many signs. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, and so your Shauna cards are very, very expensive. And so um, we also have a $1,200 Asuna, um, which makes a whole lot of sense because um, that's, you know... It's yeah. awesome. Sure um, but we also have a $1,500 Strike the Blood SP um, for the protagonist, Yukina. Um, and yeah. then we have... I think it's because she's like a, also like a relevant combo. Yeah, that's the other part of it is that yeah, wherever, yeah. The, wherever that Venn diagram touches, you could be certain there will be tremendous whale potential. You know, you said the whales don't care about mechanics, but... Somebody does. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. Um, we also have a uh, Kuroyuki Hime that's uh, rapidly encroaching on a thousand dollars, and you know we've got a uh, uh, Taiga that's that's flirting with six hundred dollars. We've got tons of six hundred dollar SPs, like absolute tons of them. We've got several near thousand dollar SPs, um, and we've got uh, a good chunk of seven hundred ish dollar SPs, followed by a steep fall off into the normal human range of like. 500 or less um so okay you know what really annoys me about this set as well as somebody that just like has very little wise sets but like likes to hold on to them yeah there are ggo cards that i really would unironically tech into into like any ggo deck whatsoever and it's really annoying to me that they're going to be just in this Dengeki Bunko set dead forever. If there's one thing that is <laughs> uniformly true and painful about the English Weiss experience, it is that some stuff just stays over there and never comes back. And uh, Bunko sets uh, are not exclusively that way. I think we, we all thought they would be. True. Um, but That's we did true. get some eventually. Yeah. But this one is not going to be one of them. No. No. Not not, not on your life. No. I'm afraid not. So if you have any interest in Dengeki Bunko, you will be needing to buy that in Japanese because yeah. there's, I'm saying it, there's no way that it will ever come to English twice. That's just how it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But now on the clip upside- that, clip that. Whenever it comes out, we'll replay it and, and we'll... Yeah, and yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, and I'll eat that. Crow. Yeah, I'll eat the crow yeah. live. Yeah, yeah, we can eat that. But uh, feel free to also remember that when stuff comes to English, it also triples in price. So, <clears throat> yeah, not great. Maybe you don't want it to come to English. <laughs> um, the other thing we could talk about uh, in terms of whale sighting, um, as you mentioned earlier, uh, we have the Overlord release. Yeah, and it turns out most of the SPs kind of suck. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> in pricing. Yeah, uh, you know, going against your own rule that you just said, this Shaltier SP is a hundred dollars, basically. I guess nobody likes that character or something. I don't know. I remember that. I distinctly remember that brainstormer going for like 
four hundred, five hundred dollars from set one. I think that part. And of this is a combo. This yeah. is the main meta combo. Yeah, the two big combo pieces are worth very little, and uh, I believe that is purely because they are not Albedo. I if there's anything, you know what? That's that's fair. Yeah, Maybe. it seems that Albedo is the only character that can consistently hold value from this set, which is a little strange. Now, I'll predict yeah. this. I'll predict this. I think people might be sleeping on the effectiveness of this deck. And uh -huh. I think that as soon as if I believe it will it will do well. Okay. We won't know. We won't know until sure, sure. For, for a few weeks. But yeah. I believe that it will do well. And when it starts to do well, I predict that those items will rise in value. Maybe not a lot, but some. And yeah. as people go to max rarity, right? I feel like the Shaltier has to spike harder. The Ains has to as well. Or yeah. Ains. Ains. Um, the Ains has to as well. It's like 120 for the for the meta the bar. Yeah, the yeah, bar just combo. Just the finisher. And of course, to the surprise of no one, the, the Albedo that does fuck all is worth $600. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just like, there's nothing more consistently holding value in Weiss Schwartz than Albedo and Asuna. They could literally do fuck all nothing, and they would, but it's $500. That's the cost of entry minimum. That's the, that's the floor. When you walk in, that's the minimum. It only goes up from there. It's insane. Yeah. You guys I mean, need help. You need legitimate help. That's the life. Now, you know, not often do we spot a whale within our midst, but but Steve, I I hear there's a King of Fighters set coming out. Yeah. Are you getting it? Yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, what are we thinking? So what do we want? We have, <laughs> we have a very weird distribution because it's one of those uh, premium boosters. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's got the strange, like, extra booster-ish style layout. A lot of foils. Um, and, but we'll see. Uh, I don't play that much JP, and um, in general, I try to keep my investments more English focused. But the foils have the little the moves Dude, on them, and they that looks cool as hell. Special input foils yeah. hit me right in the soul, dude. Yeah, those look really good. Those look sick. So if I can, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Kyo or uh, Mai or Terry or. Are you okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or geese, or yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. And you know, maybe King. The the cards that are like more or Kyo, some of the more useful cards. Maybe that's the the right angle. But we'll see. Um, are you? How much are you getting? Uh, so I'm splitting a case with somebody, so it's gonna be a lot of boxes. All right. Okay. Um, okay. So we should have quite a few foils. I don't know what the science situation is. It's not gonna be great. You know, not often do we have to turn our harpoons against each other, but every once in a while. <laughs> you know, uh, I was on the fast track to max raritying my Alice deck, and then I slammed on the brakes the second I saw the ban list. I was like, <laughs> "Whoa, whoa, <laughs> hold on, hold on a minute." My slow roll is gonna pay off here. <laughs> it's still like a thousand dollars of foils, but still, we're not all the way in. <laughs> we can back up. <laughs> so, um, Bushi yeah. Road, have mercy. Um, yeah, please yeah. do a better job with the English ban list when you come for us. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, and I guess on on a final ballot of friendly fire, 
Uh, it's guaranteed they used her as uh, an advertisement image during EVO for the Guilty Gear set. May does have a Hungry Clicker illustration, which means it's guaranteed to have an OFR. And dang. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be interested to see the value of that set on release. Because... It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So there are OFRs. Yeah. Also hot stamp SBs. Yeah. Also the secret. Yeah, of course. By by our our Lord and Savior Daisuke. We'll see what the what the Daisuke's vision. Yeah, we'll see what the whales <laughs> demand. Um, a lot of times they have weird feelings about stamps. A lot of times they have weird feelings about signs that are not from voice actors. But generally speaking, we know their feelings on OFRs, and the feelings are usually good. Yeah. If we look to Kobayashi, the feelings were pretty good. Yeah. On OFRs. Yeah. Except for Elma. Yeah. Which was nice. I got that for 40 bucks. <laughs> I got decisive on. I got decisive on the Alicization uh, uh, yeah, yeah, OFRs, and uh, I did not regret it after I saw what, what happened to that market. So. Yep. Be decisive. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah, and uh, while uh, while the Overlord SP prices are not great yet, we won't even know how much they'll spike to, because tomorrow, it's not legal, Toronto. We're in the spike corner, baby, and now it's time to look at the only boneless meta of the season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh. let's talk about it. Let's talk about Toronto. So, you're if you're gonna be playing in this event, um, you you should you should know all the usual suspects at this point. Uh, we've been talking about them for weeks. There will be Gura. You know them. And Gura related accessories. I know them, and we're all very familiar with them. <laughs> it's gonna be full of sharks, perhaps lady knights, and an assortment of other unfriendly cast of characters. Some so, redheads, yeah. perhaps. Of oh, you could be certain. Yeah. So, so yeah. Let's talk about it. What should you do? Um, hopefully you've been playing against Gura. Hopefully, um, you've been taking some of our advice about how to handle Gura. I'll say this. Um, one of our locals teched in some back row freezing into the Alice build. Um, because Alice has a blue zero. That will that comes from the anniversary set that you can easily tech in. It's like three K power and it's got freeze. And it also doesn't it do something else? It's reveal the top and gain power and then freeze. Oh okay, got it. So sure. it's big and it freezes. Biggish and freezes. Sure. But adding just one of those makes that matchup feel so much more winnable. Because the biggest thing about Gura is they have a timeline. They're gonna be damaging themselves a lot. And they need to keep the game rolling at a breakneck pace. They want to just be racing the damage down on you and on themselves simultaneously. And the even just adding a little bit of disruption to that makes them very uncomfortable. Yeah, and especially right now. Yeah. Right? You know, it's... Uh, unless... Even if they've been playing it, like, since it's been in JP, and, you know, you've been hit with the shark since the the early days let's say um it's still not been like 
multiple years of like refined knowing all the lines knowing all the disruption knowing how to handle everything odds are if you can disrupt an ame moving forward especially a gura moving forward right like these are wrenches that will disrupt the game plan heavily yeah so the other thing is um you know, anything you can do to cut into their resources. Um, being able to avoid getting reversed by Ahmed denies them a tremendous amount of resources. They don't build resources super well. And so they rely heavily on that one damage for three stock trade. And anytime you deny it by freezing Ame, anytime you deny it by bouncing or running away, anytime you deny it by becoming unreversible, um, you, you make their game plan so much harder. It's also a crappy body on defense and it doesn't have hand on court. So, and they definitely don't want to pay to keep it around. So they are vulnerable to disruption. Now, can you just die anyway? Sure, you can just die anyway. That's part, of the, just die that's the anyway. part of the strength of the deck. Yeah. You know, the reason that, that I believe it to be one of the best decks in the meta is because you can just die. And from 2-4 with double Gura, you can just die. But like, but, we don't need to make it easy. Correct. You need to, <laughs> right. You need to make it as difficult as possible. It's the same reason that you, you know, uh, if you leave your house, you probably lock the doors because it's a good idea and it deters casual problems, right? Meanwhile, we all know that we're one hammer away from being inside. We should make them have it. <laughs> we shouldn't just be like well <laughs> fuck it let's just accept death right that's not a good strategy so so make them have the hammer yeah make them make them show you that they can set up the resources correctly make them have the shark yeah make them show you that they know how to play the deck make them show you that they know how to play around your disruption now if you want to play Machi at this event now is the time Dude, it's gonna be so sick. This is gonna be the best possible scenario for Don Machi. They are not great against Overlord, but by God, are they good against Alice and and Hallive and Slime? Honestly, yeah, good enough. Good enough. And so, like, this is the time for if if you if you've been playing that deck and you didn't think it was really great or you thought it was fringe or whatever, um, this is the time to be flexing, like. Flex your knowledge, get in there and take some risks with a deck that has a shit ton of upsides. And uh, honestly, it doesn't have a whole ton of super bad matchups. So break out the knife on their asses. Yeah. Get them. Like, boom. I mean, that deck has got a lot that it brings to the table. And so uh, I hope... I hope to see somebody do well with it. There's been a few people kind of lurking on the fringes with it um, in online events or at Springfest that were that did really, really well with it. Um, and so I, I hope that that continues because uh, decks like that are really important to having a healthy meta. If we're all playing the same three things, then it gets very stale very quickly. So um, I'm glad that there's a few decks out there that um, are pretty good in the meta and you honestly won't have practiced against them very much. And part of that makes your plays uncertain. The more practice you get against something, the more you see the same lines of play over and over and over and over again. So the people that, that your local environment is a huge determining factor 
in in your ability to play against certain matchups if you're a local embraced alice and like half of it has been running alice the entire time you could probably play that matchup in your sleep for better or worse because you've just been playing it forever but uh don machi never really was that deck it was never that 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 deck that was like yeah let's play it it was not ever bdif it was that deck that people picked up saw it was really actually super annoying and hard to play and put it right back down where it was <laughs> they're like man this deck is not very fun Fuck. to play yeah uh, i didn't know about this one yeah. yeah i mean that that's the life sometimes but some people have still been playing it the whole time oh for sure and so, we'll we'll see torch decks have always been those decks though even when even with goblin slayer even with kaguya now with Machi, it's always been the type of deck that I attracts don machi was before kaguya yeah yeah, yeah. all three of those but are yeah. kind of in the same vein where it's uh -huh. like this is a type of deck that a certain type of player really likes to play and everybody else is like watching themselves kill themselves and it's like, I hate Torch. <laughs> and they just <laughs> throw the deck right in the trash. Yep. So, uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I, I hope it does well. It's a deck I really like and I think is very reasonable. Um, on a moral level, I hate people that can Torch correctly. <laughs> it just it just annoys me to no end. We like, uh, check three, block on one, check two, block on one, check one for fun that block on one it's like man fuck you <laughs> the thing is is that uh everybody will say that there's a right and a wrong way to torch you know they have everybody's got their own methodology for it and like especially if they reveal a climax yeah. in the torch yeah then block then on still one, block anyway it's like <laughs> yeah the uh the thing about it is that you have the math people, right? They're all in one corner together saying, <laughs> all nodding to each other that are like, do not fucking torch on your opponent's turn. Just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's going to clear the deck completely, you know that it's all damage cards. Do not torch. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because torching has the possibility of removing blocks always. Top card could be a block. Second card could be a block. Third card could be a block. You don't know. And you never will know. And you also have the additional wrinkle with Don Machi and with Kaguya of you have a guy on board that's like, did you just torch? Do you want to try and draw and discard? <laughs> and of course you do. <laughs> so you have to work that into the process. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. if you want to play it in the absolute safest math way, you have all the math people like, mm, mm, right? <laughs> you torch on your turn and you get that deck down to fuck all nothing. You stock three clean cards and then you refresh. That's that's how you use the torch. Or you torch down to a level where you can torch on your opponent's turn and clear the rest of that shit out, and then that's it. Yeah. Right. So uh, if we got five damage cards on the bottom. Well, now we don't. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. So we can get some cheating compression. Yeah. Now, I think that that's a very salient way to play the game, but sometimes the game's not going the right way. Sometimes we got to take a little more risk than that. And then my advice to you, if you are torching on your opponent's turn, do not reveal more cards than you can tolerate. <laughs> you need to assume that whatever you reveal is going to be the worst possible thing you could reveal. It's been a while since we've said this. Yes. 
Well, you know. It needs to be it needs to be reiterated. Anytime we talk about Torch, please, please, please understand. In case you forgot. The top four cards can all be climaxes, you have no idea. So if you <laughs> reveal a climax, you need to be prepared for the idea that the next card might also be a climax. And so if you see a character, and maybe they're not the best thing you ever could draw, but it's something, and it's not a climax, sometimes it's okay to stop. <laughs> and just because you see a climax does not preclude future climaxes. Do not let any sort of whack non-math enter your brain. Okay? You don't know what the deck looks like at all. You have no clue. And people are more than willing to be like, I'm out one. Fuck it. And they'll check four and kill themselves. And so it's like, the fewer of them that are out, the more that are in, my guy. That's how that's how that works. So it's the all same right. same rules as Brainstorm. Just even higher stakes. Yeah, the classic. <laughs> um, on the topic of uh, salient advice in general, as we wrap up the spike corner as well, you don't have to hit the enemy to level three. This is not, you don't have to do that. No. You, this is not required. You don't have to look at them with Gura in back. You couldn't freeze it. You couldn't punch it. You don't have to hit them to three. No. There's nothing telling you you have to do that. I want to make sure you all know this. Yeah, it's really important in this era of Weiss, which is very, very volatile finishers with a lot of packets. And it's not just girl. Now then, Overlord, you definitely want to hit that bitch to three. But that's not, it's not even relevant right now. Right. So, you know. There's different strategies for every deck, but... If you don't think you can tolerate what they're about to bring down on you at three, don't don't do it. Just just, just don't stop. do just pass or side attack. Like you can side attack and generate the stock that you would have generated anyway, and you get all of your resources, and they don't get the damage that they need to level up. Now, if they heal down, it's very bad. If they can force themselves to level up, it is what it is. But much like the previous advice, you need to make them have it. Like you need to make them show you that they can do it. And, and in in my experience, like the unless the Gura player is like super expecting it, they're not gonna have more than like I don't know one Suisei to heal with, maybe two. And at that point, sure they're at two two. They cracked know. a lot of resources to do that though. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a four more early play healer. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so it's like you just pitched a lot of cards. Yeah. Uh -huh. This finisher takes cards. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you need to make them show you that they can... If if your win condition is to stop attacking and their win condition is to be level 3 or to be lower on damage, they need to show you that they can fulfill their end of the deal. If they can't, then you get to... The pendulum swings back in your favor. But if they can, then it becomes a, a drama situation. And the game always demands it but like let's be clear here gura spending the resources to clock themselves from two four to three is always going to be better than you doing it for them for free yes yes that's true and, and that's how it is yeah uh and with that let's uh let's dive back into the kitchen 
Steve, how much do we say? Um, and then, <laughs> so let's talk about it for a second. Um, we both tried it. We we, we tried some variations yeah, on a Suisse. We did two different builds, and then um, Ben played some of my build. I didn't play any of his build, though I wanted to, and I think that it's reasonable. Um, so we got, as expected, when you when you make something for the first time, it's gonna be not as great as it could be. And in some of the matchups where I thought we would for sure excel, we did. So uh, I played, I think, five games against Overlord and never lost. Nice. Because they literally can't play the game. <laughs> like, the matchup's unwinnable. So... I don't know about unwinnable. It is but... highly unfavored, we'll say. 90, okay. We'll, we'll call it a 90-10. Sure, sure. So they have because, a way to win. Yeah. The way to win is, like, clobbering you. With just burn ones. With burn yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. And, like... And healing, yeah. Yeah. And, and, but it's not very good, and it's not very efficient. So... They're just not great at winning that matchup. They they can't use their end game. It, it's very difficult. And they also lose the value of their pseudo weird compression from putting markers under ions. So that matchup works great. Fantastic. 10 of 10, no notes. But um, the Gura matchup and the Slime matchup we'll talk about for a bit. I didn't get a chance to play against Alice because it feels like I'm the only person in DFW playing Alice. Um, there's like two of us playing Alice. Yeah, there's actually not a lot of people playing Alice right now in DFW. There's yeah, three of us. We're all sick of it. There's three um, of us playing Alice, and no, and it's it's pretty much like me and two other people. And so if I don't play against them, I don't get to play against it. Um, I did play some Gura matchups. They went generally okay. Um, we ran into some power problems. That, yeah. That I was not anticipating. Same. Uh, so. My issue, yeah, so my issue is the, the power issue is this. If we spawn Suisei, as we do, with the Climax, that's a 13k. Now then, if we have something in front of us that beats 13k on a punch, which, honestly, not unlikely in the current metagame, it's a little roughy. Yeah, so um, I that's where I assumed your build would excel, is that the the semi-dangerous situations, you would just put down the Anya. The Anya, yeah. So I agree. I feel like a little bit of a skill issue. Like, I was just, like, having issues getting Anya and, yeah. that, and everything else. Yeah. And to be fair, I, I think the only thing with it is... And as, as most, I guess, stock mechanics generally are, it is a coin flip. And if you lose the coin flip, damn, that hurts. <laughs> I, so, um, I, I think, honestly, it, it might be just a little too much with having, like, too many deck slots dedicated to having Laplace, finding Laplace, having the resonate and also getting suisse the suisse fine the anya etc 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 right it feels a little too clunky for my personal taste yeah as fairly entertaining as the deck was i feel like you can just does the anya require the resonate or you can you just jam it you can just jam it but the issue is just like just like getting it along with yeah. everything else because it's just like uh, obviously, resonate is cool. It's not selective. Yeah. Um, 
and then it's just like if we can't get it one week chloe or we only get off like two chloe's then it's like well it has to be suisei and the early place suisei part and sometimes just don't have the anya right and that's the life so uh what were your thoughts on the corona build did you have a chance to play it i did have the chance to play corona uh my only issue with the deck is that i feel like it performs best whenever i can jam it twice as to be fair most decks feel pretty great about jamming their one combo in twice yes but especially that deck like if i only got off one corona and now i'm at level two one set of corona or no just just one one. just one corona yeah man oh, we are yeah that's disgusting we are out that's we terrible are, <laughs> yeah. we are feeling awful uh not that like not that that's not the same with most any other deck right but like in particular in particular it felt like i'm bleeding hand i'm bleeding resources if the brainstormer doesn't hit it's we're out you know <laughs> we're top decking <laughs> so it was my experience that uh i felt pretty resource choked also um in a lot of ways when playing it i and, oh and and the big issue for me is that even though muna is great at contesting alice at the end of the day that's still not a corona yeah and like we kind of need two coronas to go off yeah, I feel like that's our like bare minimum. We need two Coronas to go off on the Corona turn for it all to work out. Yeah, yeah. and I think that um, I think you have to play it uh, as according to need. Um, also, I- my vote uh, just to have the Sora Brainstormer instead of the Matsuri Brainstormer. Yeah, uh, I considered that also because uh, it we lets gotta you... keep the Suisei on board. Yeah, yeah, it lets it's you... cheaper that way. We're not getting money anywhere else. I yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We're we're gonna keep making changes to it, and um, we'll continually update it. But uh, off the cuff, my initial thoughts are: I want a two one of some kind. And uh, oh, I liked Ame by the way and yeah the the amelia may be the two one that that enters the deck it might be yeah so i did um i did make some adjustments to your list before i tried it uh you mentioned you wanted a two one i put in ame whenever things were working out and i had ame it was pretty funny it was it it, because it was just be like all right i'm gonna resonate and then I'm going to put down Suisei and heal. So we're at net neutral. And then I'm going to kill a guy and have money so that I can double slash triple Suisei you next turn. Yeah. So that was, um, that I think that thought is correct. So uh, I will I will also find a way to um, work Amelia into the deck because until she gets restricted in some way, she's a tremendous value engine. And yeah, yeah, Suisei has the ability to offset at least one of her. Um, to keep the damage like appropriate, so I like that. Um, I, I, I think it. Yeah, I, I think it needs some more massaging, but there's there's definitely something there. Right now, I I just feel like there's too much clunk. Yeah. In 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 how we've built it so far. Yeah. 
Um, we might need to we might need to trim uh, some of the quantities of some cards and go a little more selective. You know the funny thing, I I I was actually kind of thinking about the duck again, uh, the Suba combo, hmm. which I I feel like technically theoretically it it shouldn't feel great either because it's not selective which is something you kind of desperately need you need right like two to three pieces realistically three you need the suisse zero the three two and a two one of choice right whether it's anya or ame uh i don't believe in the oni uh, I don't believe in IMA in this list just because of like resource. Which uh, one? The what is it? The, the downgrade. Oh, really? Yeah. I found the downgrade to be critical. Oh, like absolutely, absolutely critical, critical in some matchups. Okay, well, I, I'll have to, I'll have to play it some more and watch you. A bit, I think but... I played a matchup where I played two of them in one turn. Jeez. <laughs> like it just. They wanted to keep Gurov. I. <laughs> okay. I mean, look, it, I feel like I'm too poor for that shit, all right? Yeah. <laughs> but that was, that's the thing is that I feel that if I sacrifice all my resources, but you have to sacrifice all your resources, that, that I'm ahead in sure, that trade. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, the one thing that's interesting to me and that I want to try is introducing a third combo. Oh, God. Because I'm concerned. You want to add more clunk to the clunk <laughs> list? We just said that the issue with the list was that it's too clunky. Get a load of this guy, chat. They're just uh, coming in with uh, a third combo? What, we just gonna jam Marine for fun? Man, fuck you. <laughs> he fucking looked away. He was like, yeah, I was thinking about jamming in Marine. We jammed in Marine everywhere else. And, you know, Suisse is just worse Marine, so why not just have better Marine? <laughs> I mean, you're making all my arguments for me. <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's interrogate this point. Uh, how the fuck are we going to play Marine? We'll have to sacrifice some other pieces. Okay. All right. What do we sacrifice for Marine if you want to try this god-awful shit? Yeah, I, I think it was more just like, just entertaining a thought. Okay, but all right. I, it's not, it's not like super duper. Re I think, uh, I think maybe adding the aqua from set two is kind of a real idea because it's like a non-climax related. Yeah, the off finisher aqua, I, I actually believe it. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. The the thing about marine that's so tempting is that like this thing takes no work at all to set up, and it kind of just does itself and it's dirt cheap. And so, in the Sora list, what was nice about having Marine around was that even if you blew all of your money and you were just pretty much flat broke, there was a way to, like, produce an endgame that would win. And this is not that deck, probably, but... I, I don't think so, <laughs> but... But I it's mean... one of those things that, like, I don't know. I, I, I keep thinking about it in the back of my mind where I'm like, you know... What if we just had Marine? <laughs> See, you know. I just want this. You went to worse Marine, and now you come crawling back. <laughs> yeah, I think I wanted. 
I wanted the Suisse for the matchups where she's absolutely devastating, which is the the Hollow Live and Overlord um, matchups. Sure. But she's not super great into Alice, and she's not super great into Slime, if we can be honest with ourselves. No, because no, I don't think so. Because the problem is that the, you have to put something in the front row for Slime. And, like, even their little modest shitters have an, a, a decent amount of power to threaten you with. Now, if you set your board up correctly, and you have, like, Amelia against Murin, and then Suisei against their 2-1 support, and then somebody against their shitty Brainstorm, then maybe it's fine. But the few times I played against it, I got absolutely blasted uh, by power and by by uh, counterstep. So I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure on that matchup. Doesn't feel that great. Um, other guys having hexproof means that your downgrader is totally useless. Um, so yeah, not not 100% sure about that matchup. But yeah. the, the two matchups where it feels good, it feels really good. So yeah. Uh, I you you heard some clicking. I'm just going back through all the one combos again. Cause... They all suck. Hollow Lives one combos are some of the worst one combos in Weishwartz. Dude, I that a lot of them need reversing, and a lot I of hate them reversing. Yeah. But I also want a, a different color from blue. I don't want to play Mumei. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's just too selfish, but like, yeah, I don't really want to play Mumei. It's an all right combo. Nothing great, but it's fine. I uh, like choice. So like, yeah, we've got Crony. There's just like, you, you know, could play Watame and reduce your risk. If you, if you were, two cigs, if guess. you were interested in that and it gives you some pseudo selectivity and pseudo deck speed, pseudo deck speed. Yeah. So, I mean, one more card of deck speed, if we're being honest with ourselves, because yeah. Corona is going to search. So, or, or you could play boom, eh? Because that's also more deck speed, but yeah, yeah it's slight, but it, yeah. it's there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, realistically, we're, there's not a lot of great one combos in this set. Um, you don't have the right setup for for Mori really, and um, you yeah Mori is yeah the very triggers, yeah very yeah. trigger related, and so you can't really set that up or use it. Um, and the the other co the the Chloe combo is fine, but it, yeah, as as you noted earlier, it's got the little plus strap to it. Um, the problem with uh, some of the other combos that are reasonable, like Okayu, is that they're bar. And I promise you will lose if you play bar pants. Or, <laughs> like, you will lose. You will uh, lose every game. Like, that is just the climax hell combo. You can't play it. Uh-huh. And so, um, as much as I would like to, because I like that combo a lot, um, because it's just set up and play. And green has got a lot of good stuff to offer. But, um, realistically, I think we're locked into these three colors, and um, we, we don't have a whole lot of room to wiggle if it... It, with the way it's constructed now we need to i think this is the combo setup i i think um yellow blue is the is the combo setup i i like the red blue but uh, but we, as we've as we've indicated there's a lot of 
problems with it. The only other red combo that's even worth entertaining is the um, the Iamate, but that feels like a heartbreaker combo um, in the making because yeah. it has to check into ones or higher. Yeah, yeah. And Hollow Live decks just tend to be bottom heavy. Yeah, it really does. With as good as their zero game is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I think it's just an optimization angle where if we keep iterating, then we can arrive at a place where we feel happy about um, most of our matchups. Yeah, that's fair. I think if we add more selectivity pieces and then trim off some of the stuff that's matchup specific, then it'll feel a little better. So um, trimming off some of the stuff like uh, Muna uh, or... I think Muna can definitely be a two of. Yeah, and then idea. trimming down the... Um, yeah. You know, then you can you can raise up your your some of your other things that you want to have every single time. Yeah. And you can yeah. add more stuff that you're not running now, um, yeah. and you could trim off the downgrader. You could trim off um, like some of the pieces that are like you know the in you know for specific matchup pieces. We can trim those off. Anything besides like we don't need any more tech for the matchups that are already good. So, um, I. I would say that it's it's be better to just have four of some of the stuff that's like search salvage and then just pick up the stuff you need. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But uh But we're not yeah. going to stop. We're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. Well, at least Steve's not going to stop. I, you know, I have slime. And slime's been good to me. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I will be playing slime for the most part to regionals. In the interest of full but, disclosure, uh, yeah. I will be playing Sword Art at Chicago. Yeah. Because I've Same. been playing Sword Art. Or rather, I'm going to be playing slime at yeah. Chicago. And I, that's because I've been playing it for months. Yeah. But there's going to be a pretty decent gap between Chicago and Houston. True. And True. so, in that gap will be the time to um, experiment because we'll have a good steady feed of results during that time you know speaking of experimenting uh somebody else also brought up the idea of a specific list of tokyo revengers for fun uh oh there's a freezer it's on a stock bomb uh their their idea for the what is it for troublesome matchups is a 2-1 assist that's pay one rest to downgrade so downgrade on tap wow uh-huh and then just compress the, the standard nonsense you know yeah. standard nonsense compress down get money who cares about your board you only swing with two guys at a time anyway now we don't have empty door so they're running a choice combo that's on a zero that can give a character just trigger twice if you mill a character. Uh, and I mean... It's better than nothing. No events, really. So if we hit the climax, sucks to suck. But, yeah, you know, that means you didn't trigger a climax. And Fair enough. There you are. I, You know, uh, it's a set I'm not that familiar with because... There's uh, a... I think... You know, of all the dark horses, I do think Tokyo Revengers is a dark horse that that should still be considered. It's incredibly spooky. You know, com if also combining potentially their their idea didn't have enough slots for it, but uh, 
there's the idea to combine Pachin, right, with with the the standard nonsense, yeah, and kind of option select into having an insurmountable board, yeah, of like sixteen sixteen k's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, or or you know, dual laning. Right, and either way, building like immense. unbelievable resources yeah, for yeah. a very dangerous finisher. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. yeah uh, it's a deck that just didn't become that popular here for whatever reason. I, but I really do think like, and I I I feel it's to our detriment. Because uh, it's not it's not missing the legs for sure yeah i i right. wish i wish we had some more people playing it locally because i don't even know anybody that owns it locally and like <sighs> there's and, like one one or two people yeah yeah and it's just not getting played consistently and so it's not a matchup i'm very comfortable with it's not a matchup i'd prefer to see because yeah, yeah. i have faced it before and decks like this in case you're curious um, why you see one of stock swaps in decks it's for decks like this because you may never ever play that stock swap but you need to show your opponent the stock swap let them see that you have it so that they will respect you because part of the reason why quintuplets is going to struggle in this upcoming meta in my opinion is they don't have one true and they have no way to make you respect them. And so they have to rely on keeping the game at a relatively frantic pace because they can't let you compress too much. You'll just block them down and then they lose. Yeah. So um, Nino in particular has to keep the game moving at a relatively aggressive pace, um, which she can by just triggering every attack. You're you're checking like two on damn near every attack you do so i mean that's that's a thing but um for stuff like tokyo revengers where they're gonna have like 19 stock in the end game if the game goes well if you don't show them that they will compress you into oblivion and it's just like you just lose and even if like there's three climaxes in there you still lose because it turns out three climaxes and 19 stock still means they're compressed yeah it's just it's an un they have an unholy amount of compression and a lot of decks can do it now um alice can do it slime can do it like they can reach these compression levels in the mid game and late game where it's just like it feels hopeless if you're at three and they're at mid two with great compression it feels like there's no way to win and so if you if you run as evidenced in the clip below yeah, yeah. That guy lived triple Gura, and, and he didn't even easily. Yeah, like he didn't even go to three. Yeah, and so there is a there is a compression level that will make you make you lose the game if you can't do anything about it. And the do anything about it is the stock swap. Now it might cost you your end game, and you might lose anyway. But in a lot of situations, it becomes the the YOLO that you kind of send into the void, where it's like. Uh, we're gonna try some stuff because if I leave the game in the state that it's in, it's guaranteed losing. And so that I I've never been a fan of, especially level three ones. The level zero ones are way better, and the and obviously buns for luck is incredibly better than anything else. But um, the zero ones at least let you threaten your opponent at a vulnerable time, where they won't want to pay out, and 
they can get hit into a very bad state and it becomes very hard to win i mean honestly that's the reason why you you still gotta keep just like one one small one good eye open for mob psycho just in case just remember they do have a level zero stock swap but in reality use that one eye to keep it open for slime because they have one too and it's i mean you bad. should know about slime <laughs> no, no no you should know about the slime one but like you know let's say you know you don't have somebody that's played it in a while it's obviously not good yeah you know it doesn't have a good one combo the finishers are eh. but like don't forget you know you can get yoloed yeah with takoyaki and that that is not good <laughs> no and i think that <laughs> as like kind of a final point for that whole idea um if you don't if you're unfamiliar with your opponent's deck this is as we go into regionals i feel like this is good advice if, especially if you're not you're new to card games or new to competitive games it is not rude or disrespectful in any way to ask to read one of your opponent's cards if you don't know what it does do not, do not, do not ever rely on your opponent to explain a card to you. If it's public information, you can ask. You just need to look at it yourself and read it and make sure you understand it. Because while, it your, while your opponent may have the best of intentions, they may have played the card so many times that they leave out a small but critical point about what the card does or its power or how it gains power or one of the kicker mechanics that doesn't come up very often, but all of a sudden it did for some reason. Like, just re just spend 30 seconds, or whatever, 10 seconds, reading the card and read what it does. Because it nothing will feel worse than losing a game to a card that you didn't know what it did. And you had a way to play around it and just didn't. Because you didn't know what it did. That's... That's the type of loss that does not feel very good. So, please read the cards. And please, RTFC. Yeah, and it, it's not disrespectful. Like, the, the, it, in no way is it should your opponent resist you if you say, hey, do you mind if I look at that? Honestly, if they resist you, that's, like, even worse. Time to call a judge. Yeah, honestly. yeah. So, read the fucking card. So, yeah, honestly, good luck to everybody at Toronto. Um especially anybody playing Don Machi, I would love to be proven right. But, uh, yeah. That's our show for today. So, tune in next time after your next deck out, and don't you forget to take the refresh point.